Oh, yes, all aboard. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. This is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, where we bring you everything from high school sports, NCAA, NFL, NBA, HBCU. It's the train that is building up ahead of steam. So grab your tickets, get on board, enjoy the ride. Let this train take you on a sports journey. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Let's get this train on the track. A-Train Sports Talk Podcast High School Football Report. This portion of the show is sponsored by The Health Connection with three locations to serve you. Two in Wichita at 1701 West Douglas and 3101 North Rock Road, Suite 170 and a third location in Rose Hill, Kansas at 1001 North Rose Hill Road. Stop by The Health Connection and talk to Natalie Greenlee and tell her the A-Train sent you. Hi, this is Tracy, host of the Moonstar Podcast, and you are listening to A-Train. Buckle up, baby, and enjoy the ride. scores from 6A all the way down to 8-man as well. Hope you're strapped in, got your ticket, you're on board, and you're ready to enjoy this ride. Let's get these scores out to you. The Kansas State High School Football Playoff Scoreboard Show. 
yours truly, Anthony Smith. Hope you're enjoying these updates and these scores that I bring to you on a weekly basis. There is no coach's corner, but however, this show is sponsored by none other than the Health Connection. That's right, the Health Connection with three locations to serve you. Two of them in Wichita, 1701 West Douglas, 3101 North Rock Road, Suite 170, and in Rose Hill, Kansas at 1001 Rose Hill Road. Owner, Natalie Greenlee. Stop by, tell her Anthony Smith, a train sports talk podcast sent you. So let's go ahead and take a look at these scores and what happened around the state of Kansas. Who survived, gets to play another game, and who got sent home. Doesn't mean that they had a bad season, just that that night wasn't their night. Anyway. We're starting with 6A. And Blue Valley North steamrolls Olate the South by the score of 68 to 31. Olate the North knocks off Olate the Northwest 49 to 13. Blue Valley West gets past Blue Valley 35 to 28. Shiny Mission Northwest steamrolls Olathe the West, 63-28. Lawrence Free State has no problem with Washburn Rural, knocking them off 42-10. And a team that seemed to have gotten their mojo going at the right time was humbled by some Panthers as the Panthers grounded the Wichita East Blue Aces by the score of 63-26. Manhattan squeaks past Gardner Edgerton by the score of 38-35. Lawrence cruises past Junction City, 38-21. Now we move to 5A. Mill Valley, no problem with Shiny Heights, beating them 42-7. In somewhat of a high-scoring game, Blue Valley Southwest knocks off Topeka Seaman, 44-37. DeSoto hangs a goose egg on Pittsburgh, beating them 31-0. While Aquinas is a little bit nicer, allowing Spring Hill seven points en route to a 35-7 victory. Capon, and we know Western Shorts is happy, knocks off Mays South in a highly anticipated game. 37-21. The Mustangs of Salina Central comes into Northwest to invade Northwest Field. However, Northwest turned the Mustangs into Clydesdales, beating them 66 to 21. Hayes gets past Andover, 18 to 6. While Mays, the Eagles, flying high, clipped the Eagles' wings of Bishop Carroll. 28 to 21. In 4A, St. James cruises past Baser Linwood 35 to 7, while KC Piper gets past Payola 27 to 21. Eudora steamrolls Atchison 50 to 6. Bishop Miage gets past 
Chanute, 33-21. Bueller, 59, Winfield, 20. Mulvane squeaks past McPherson by the score of 18-16, so they're playing on. Andover Central steamrolls past Circle. As a matter of fact, Andover Central runs circles around Circle, beating them by the score of 49-10. Omega has no problem with Augusta, beating them 34-7. Now on to 3A. Frontenac has no problem with Galena, beating them 31-6. Rock Creek gets past Topeka Hayden by 7 by the final score of 28-21. Holton hangs a goose egg on Perry LeCompton, beating them 41-0. While Gerard cruises past Parsons, 32-13. Concordia, 30. Riley County, 14. Andell hangs a goose egg on Holcomb, beating them 51-0. Cheney only allows Collegiate a field goal, beating them 21-3 while southeast of Saline steamrolls past Chapman, 52-6. Now the two-way, a game that went into overtime. Closely contested game, Riverton outlasts OJ, Osage City, 28-22, while Rossville gets past Nemaha Central, 32-12. Silver Lake, 51, St. Mary's, 36. Wellsville rolls past Humboldt. 49-8. Hillsboro, 41. Chaparral, 14. Beloit, Manhandle, Cimarron, 51-6. Ingman slips past Garden Plain, 28-21. Thomas Moore Prep gets past Hoisington, 36-27. Now in 1A, Opie blinks Jackson Heights, 35-0. Jefferson County North rolls past Troy, 48-8. Linden, 44. Wabonsi, 33. Centralia blinks Valley Heights, 41-0. Emmons Steam rolls Oakley, 54-16. Conway Springs gets past Plainville, 27-14. Smith Center, Rolls past Remington, 56-6. Cedric has no problem with Elseline beating them 33-6. Now we move on to eight-man division one. Sedan gets past Chase County in what, by all accounts, this would be considered a low-scoring game, 34-26. Kenton Galva cruises past Clifton Clyde, 66-20. Little River, 42. Burlingame, 26. Madison, 56, West Elk, 6. Gossel, 50, Maxville, 16. Mead, 54, Trago Community, 6. Lacrosse gets squeaks past Attica, Argonia, 58 to 56. In a more high scoring affair, Hill City, 68. Hoaxie, 48. Now we move on to eight-man Division II scoreboard. Waverly, 54. Maria's Des Singas Valley, 54-14. So that final score was 54-14 in favor of Waverly. Axtell, 52. Hanover, 26. Thunder Ridge brings the Thunder against Frankfurt, beating them 
Lebo blinks St. Paul 50 to 0. Victoria squeaks past Caldwell 58 to 52. Dighton has no problem with Quintner beating them 52 to 22. Wheatland Grinnell 53, Buckland 22. And in a low scoring affair, by all accounts, South Barber gets past Norwich 20 to 12. So there are there are the scores right there. So what I'm going to do next, I am going to come back after this break and I am going to give you the brackets and who's going to be playing who next. So stay tuned. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. We're still building up ahead of steam. Yours truly, the conductor of the train, Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith here with A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your conductor. Just want to let you know that this podcast is listener supported. That's right, driven by you, the listener, who wants to support. So click on that support button down there. You have three options, 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. We'll get your ad rent on this podcast. So click the support button. Your support will be greatly appreciated. Once again, Anthony Smith with the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. And we're cheering from the cheap seats, and you're listening to the A-Train Sports Podcast. Whoop, whoop! Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor of the train, Anthony Smith. Bringing you the news and scores that you want from the state high school football report. That's right, it's playoff time. And we do have the brackets up. Let you know who is going to be playing next week get you ready Friday's November 12th it is considered the section let's get you up to date as to who's going to be playing as we inch much closer we believe it's already November Yes. Game is on. Next Friday is November 12th, which means we're technically almost halfway through November. Before you know it, we're looking at sub-state. Before you know it, somebody's going to be hoisting state trophy. 
in their respective class. So looking at the 6A bracket now, games for next Friday, November the 12th. Blue Valley Northwest at 9-1 will be taking on Olathe North at 8-2, and and that game will be played at Blue Valley Northwest. Blue Valley West at 6-4 will be playing at Shiny Mission Northwest. That game will be at Shiny Mission Northwest Stadium. Lawrence Free State at 8-2 will be traveling into Derby to take on the undefeated Derby Panthers. And the long, ongoing battle, not just on the college ranks, but in the high school ranks. This should be a good Donnie Brook right here. Lawrence High School with 8-2 travels into Manhattan, their hated rivals at 9-1. So these are the sectionals in 6A. And those are the games that we have coming up next week in 6A. Now what we're going to do, we're going to shift over to the 5A bracket hopefully yes let's look at 5a and looking at the 5a bracket now I guess this saying Mill Valley. Yes. Blue Valley Northwest. Four and six will be traveling in to take on Mill Valley at nine and one. DeSoda at six and three will be traveling in. No, I take that back. St. Thomas Aquinas at six and four will be traveling to take on DeSoda at six and three. And congrats to this young man. And this game is actually going to be played. Well, Capen will be considered the home team, but this game will be played at Heights. Capen normally plays their game at Stryker Field, but I guess they're having a state soccer tournament during that same time. So that game will be shifted to Heights. Of course, that's not a bad venue either. So if you get a chance to get out and get to that game, as it will be Capen Mount Carmel. Against Northwest, Capen will be the designated home team. It should be a good game as well. So that's one of those can't-miss games. That's for the right to go on to sub-state. So the stakes are high. You can't make it to that game. There's another game close by in the area. At Mays High School, Hayes, 8-2, will come in to take on Mays High School. The Eagles, who knocked off. The Eagles of Bishop Carroll. So there is your 5A bracket. And who will be playing where? Now we move on to 4A. Did you that? Let's pull up the 4A bracket.
this can't be right unless something else has happened. I'm not sure why, because I'm showing that Facer Linwood won the game 35-7. to However, it's showing St. James Academy, 6-4, going to KC to take on KC Piper at 7-3. I will try to have get that updated and see what's going on with that. Something about that doesn't sound right. Anyway, Bishop Meage, 4-6, will be traveling to Eudora to take on Eudora High School at 6-4. Fuller High School, 9-1, will be entertaining Mulvane at 8-2. Andover Central at 9-1 will be traveling to take on Wamego High School at 9-1. That should be a good game as well, too. So that is 4A. And now we're moving on to 3A bracket. 3A. And here's how that stacks up. Frontenac at eight and two will be going to St. George Rock Creek High School. Gerard ten and zero will be taking on Holton at ten and zero. Holton will be the home team. Battle of two undefeateds, and that's one of those games that you hate to see it come down to. But someone has to win, someone has to lose. Andell, 10 will be playing at Concordia, 8-2. Southeast of Saline will be traveling to Cheney, Cheney High School to take on Cheney. Another battle of two undefeated schools. Someone has to win, someone has to lose. So now we move on to the 2A bracket. And here's how the 2A bracket stacks up. And I'm reading this off the Kansas State High School Activities Association website. So if there are any mistakes that are being made as I'm reading this off and you are listening to this podcast, I will have a comment section where you can comment. So those of you who don't know, let me go ahead and give you the, uh, as they call it in radio terms, let me give you, do a little bit of housekeeping here. I'm on the Anchor platform recording this podcast. However, Anchor is powered by Spotify. So if you have Spotify, hear me out on this. If you have Spotify, I am going to ask a question. Basically, the question is, what games of interest do you plan on watching, especially if you are a parent and have young men playing these games? What games are you going to be going to? That's going to be my question. It's not a poll question. It's just a question where you can interact. So if you're on Spotify, you can chime in and leave comments, okay? And if you heard any mistakes that were made, like I say, I'm reading this from the Kansas State High School Activities Association website. So some of these matchups didn't quite look right, especially based on who they say won. However, I'm reading it as is. So if there are any mistakes, that's where the mistake was made. 
However, if you're listening, I want to say I appreciate you for listening. And if there's any corrections and if you know it needs to be corrected, feel free to leave a comment and let me know, hey, there was a mistake made. <clears throat> so now here we go. We're getting into the 2A bracket. Riverton High School at 8-2 and two will travel to Rossville to take on an undefeated Rossville High School. Wellsville at 10-0 will be traveling to Silver Lake to take on an 8-2 Silver Lake School. Hillsboro at 9-1 will be traveling to Beloit to take on Beloit at 7-3. And Thomas Moore Prep, this game will be played at Hayes, Fort Hayes State University will be taking on Kingman High School at 9-1. So you have 8-2 Thomas Moore Prep taking on Kingman at 9-1. And, and that is the 2A bracket. Now we move on to the 1A bracket. And the 1A bracket looks like this. Jefferson County North at 8-2 will travel to take on Opie, who is undefeated. Minden High School at 6-3 will travel to Centralia High School to take on an 8-2 Centralia team. Conway Springs at 8-2 will travel to take on undefeated Inman High School. I believe that's one of those games that can go anyway. Conway Springs is traditionally a powerhouse program. Also, Frederick High School at 10-0 will be traveling to take on another perennial power in the state of Kansas, Smith Center High School, a school that has a lot of storied success and a lot of great players have come out of that program. So that is your 1A. Make sure I'm right on that. Yes, that is your 1A bracket. Now, as we inch closer to wrapping up the brackets here, we move on to 8-man, Division 1. Here's what those brackets look like. Sedan High School, 10-0, will be traveling to Canton Galva. So we have an undefeated Sedan going to 9-1 Canton Galva. Then you have Little River High School, 10-0, traveling to take on Madison High School, Hamilton High School at 10-0. I guess that's one of those schools where they both merged and they both keeping the name. That game will be played at Madison. Battle of two undefeated teams. Meade will be traveling to take an undefeated Meade at 10 over travel to 8 and 2 Gossel. That game time showing is at 6 p.m. at Gossel. And 9 and 1 Hill City will be traveling to take on 9 and 8 and 2 Lacrosse High School. So there is your eight man Division 1. And now we move on to eight man Division 
And who knows, maybe next week I'll get Coach Fowler back on and give us a good insight on the team that will be playing and uh, what we can expect to see from these teams. So hopefully, knock on wood, we can do that next weekend, possibly doing a Friday pregame show and then giving you the scoreboard show on Saturday. Anyway, eight-man division two. Axtell, 10-0, will be traveling to take on Waverly at 7-1. Thunder Ridge, 10-0, will be traveling to take on Lebo High School at 9-1. Dighton, at 9-1, will be traveling to take on Victoria at 9-1. And in another battle of 9-1 teams, you have Wheatland Grinnell traveling to take on Kiowa South Barber High School. So there are your brackets from 6A all the way down to eight-man football. See what I'm going to do here. I'm going to take another break. And when I come back, I will have some more for you so stay tuned it's the a train sports talk podcast your host and conductor anthony smith glad you're enjoying What's happening? It's Rick Thomas with Running the Table, and you already know you are on board the A-Train. Hang on for the ride. Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, just having a blast doing what I do. Hope that you, you are enjoying what I'm doing. Yes, this is your host, conductor, Anthony Smith. I've given you the Kansas State High School football playoff scores and brackets, what you can look forward to. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to shift into some HBCU game day. As a matter of fact, those of you who are listening, small businesses especially black owned businesses if you want to sponsor this segment of the show feel free to reach out to me you will find a link on if you don't find it on the anchor platform you will definitely find a link to support on Spotify I would love to earn your business and have your name mentioned on this podcast let's help each other grow anyway what I'm going to do I'm going to bring some HBCU game day news not particularly all football so let's get back in 
to the show. One thing I want to do is I want to do something that I normally don't. Matter of fact, I haven't done this, but I'm going to do it now. I want to give you an HBCU experience. So let's just sit back and listen to this for a moment. shouldn't have to cost more at Verizon plans. That was the FAMU Florida A&M University marching band. Like I say, I like to do things a little bit different. I like to feature different things on my podcast that you might not hear elsewhere. At least I know in this area, you won't hear it. So I want to bring it and I want to bring it hard. I want to show my brothers of HBCU some love. Hopefully we can pick up some business around here, some sponsors that want to sponsor this segment. There is some football news, but there's also some other news related to HBCU. So we're going to go ahead and rock this HBCU segment. Uh, NC Central knocks off Norfolk State in double overtime. Miles races past Tuskegee, will host the SIAC Championship. Bethune-Cookman snaps SWAC winless streak. Or how about this? Elizabeth College, Elizabeth City State University, I believe that's the name of the school, falls to North Carolina in Hubert Davis' debut. Right, right. Elizabeth City State. And HBCU Miles College gives Kentucky first half scare. So there is some news to get to. Whether we get to all of it or not remains to be seen. But we're going to do the best we can. First, let's look at the football news. As NC Central looked like it would be the latest victim of Norfolk State's NSU homecoming heartbreak tour. But NCCU showed its resilience coming back from a three-touch, a three-score deficit to come up with an epic 38-36 double overtime win over Norfolk State. Both teams scored in double overtime, but NCCU quarterback Davius Richards connected with Deshaun Stevens for the two-point conversion to seal the win. Norfolk State University scored first in the period, but an unsportsmanlike penalty put it in poor position on its two-point attempt, and that proved to be the difference. NSU saw a six-game winning streak end after getting off to a hot start. 
It led 14-0 in the first quarter and went up 21-0 after a short touchdown run by quarterback Juwan Carter on the first play of the second half. NC Central responded with 17 consecutive points in the second quarter to get back into the game before halftime. The Eagles took their first lead when Richard hit Devin Smith for a 22-yard score, making it a 24-21 in favor of the home team with 2.19 left in the third quarter. Spartans managed to tie the game at 24 with 30 seconds remaining to force overtime. Richard opened the first overtime with a Richard rushing touchdown from six yards out. NSU's J.J. Davis matched that score on the ground, forcing another overtime. NSU outgained NCCU 485-334 to in total yardage and passed the ball and possessed the ball 36 minutes, 40 seconds to NCCU's 23-15. But it's 11 penalties for 96 yards, including several in the overtimes, helped NCCU pull off the win. NCCU's win puts it in a tie with Norfolk State for second place in the MEAC behind South Carolina State. Norfolk State saw its six-game winning streak come to an end and will need help to win the MEAC title, even if it runs the table and beats SCSU. So there's a little bit right there, and we are going to get you some more. For there is so much more to get to. How about this? Miles raced past Tuskegee. Miles races past Tuskegee will host the SIAC Championship. Golden Bears decisively put away Tuskegee in the second half. The quest for the SIAC Western Division began with a lot of intrigue on Saturday. Miles, Kentucky State, and Lane all had a shot at the title, but Miles was the only one who could control his own destiny. In the second half, the Golden Bears 5-4 and four, mashed the gas to the championship game against Tuskegee 3-6 and six, in a 52-23 win. Miles blew open an otherwise close game by outscoring Tuskegee 31-6 in the second half. Coming into the third period, Miles led 21-17 before putting together a 65-yard drive that culminated with a Dante Edwards touchdown. After a later field goal, Miles went into the fourth quarter with a 31-17 lead. Miles started the quarter scoring on three consecutive possessions to ultimately win 52-33. Claude Newell finished the game with 225 yards passing and two touchdowns. Edwards finished with 114 rushing yards for Miles. The victory sets up a matchup with Albany State next weekend in the SIAC championship game. Albany State wrapped up the SIAC East title last week by, but continued in top form on Saturday against Fort Valley State. The Golden Rams defeated rival Fort Valley 57-0 in the Fountain City Classic. Format of the SIAC Championship includes alternating sites yearly between champions of the the East and Western Division. This year's schedule falls to the Western Division as the host, which means Albany State will travel to Fairfield next weekend. Kentucky State did its part to keep its championship hopes alive by Demolishing Central State. 
The Thoroughbreds won 63-0 over Central State, which might also be a message for the Division II playoff committee. Despite the win, Kentucky State will miss out on the chance at a SIAC championship this season. Lane College had an outside shot at the divisional title, but fell on the road Saturday to Benedict 24-20. Miles and Albany State met in the last SIAC championship played in 2019. Miles won that game 21-6. So, there are some football happenings on the HBCU scene. What I am going to do once again, I'm going to take a pause right here. And when I come back, I'm going to give you some HBCU basketball news. Yes, it seems kind of weird to be talking about basketball this time of the year, but hey, it's happening. It's happening fast. You know, I hear radio talk shows and some guys just can't get into it. I'm ready for it. And you may as well hop on board with it. So, like I said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a pause right here. We'll come back. Yeah, man, I remember give you some basketball news on the HBCU front. You will then pull this train into the station. So stay tuned. One more segment to go. It's your conductor of the train, Anthony Smith, from A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Hope you're enjoying the ride. Where you selling false hope cause you just don't care Nah, uh, you just don't care Nah, 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 you just don't, just don't care uh, You just don't, still selling false hope cause you just don't care House, 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 field, if we talk into a uniform Who the real, you know we in the deep south So let's keep it real, this is what they get the Anthony Smith here with A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your conductor. Just want to let you know that this podcast is listener supported. That's right, driven by you, the listener, who wants to support. So click on that support button down there. You have three options, 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. We'll get your ad rent on this podcast. So click the support button. Your support will be greatly appreciated. Once again, Anthony Smith with the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. This is Tracy, host of the Moonstar Podcast, and you are listening to A-Train. Buckle up, baby, and enjoy the ride. Woo! We're back once again on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with some more HBCU game day news. Yes, I am that man, that guy that brings you the news. I told you I wanted to be different, and different is what I'm aiming to be. Where else are you going to get HBCU game day news besides in those areas? So I'm the one that's outside the box. That guy that's in the middle, in the Midwest, 
breaking out of a box to bring you some HBCU news and give some love to my HBCU brethren. So what else do we have here? Well, Bethune-Cookman had to eventually win. Bethune-Cookman snaps a swack winless streak as the Wildcats upset Alcorn State at home. So, Bethune-Cookman had to eventually win, and the odds fell against Alcorn State University on Saturday. Bethune-Cookman now winning. They put together a 35-31 win over Alcorn State 5-4 on senior day at Daytona Beach. Ouch. Darian Wilson scored the go-ahead touchdown with 12-27 remaining in the game, and the Wildcats defense held served the rest of the way. The touchdown and extra point put Bethune-Cookman up by the final margin of 35-31. Felix Harper threw an interception two plays later, being picked off by Omari Hill Robinson. BCU only used up two minutes, 47 seconds of clock on the next drive before punting back to Alcorn State. The Braves managed seven plays, but were not able to sustain a scoring drop. But then when Cookman took the air out of the ball and ran out the final five minutes, 17 seconds of the clock for the victory. Alcorn State led all of the major categories except the final score. The Braves doubled BCU in first downs, 27 compared to 13, and dominated time of possession. Alcorn State held the ball for 11 more minutes. The loss makes the path to the SWAC championship game a little harder. Many expected the Braves to continue their run to a title despite moving divisions this year within the SWAC. But Alcorn State hasn't quite returned to the sharp level of play that it exhibited prior to opting out of the spring season earlier this year. ASU entered the day trailing Prairie View A&M by a game in the Western Division. Prior to the outcome of Prairie View's game against Alabama State, today's game put two in the loss column for Alcorn State. Should Prairie View win, they would move to 6-0 in the conference with two games left on the schedule. The two do play head-to-head next weekend, which could reframe the Western Division race depending on the outcome of Saturday's game between Prairie View and Alabama. Alabama State. In some other news, MEAC commissioner to be honored by the SWAC. Alcorn State Dr. Dennis E. Thomas has been selected as the recipient of the 2021 SWAC Lifetime Achievement Award. Thomas currently serves as commissioner at the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, the MEAC. During his collegiate playing career, Thomas was a standout offensive lineman at Alcorn State, where he was a two-time Pittsburgh Courier All-American, 1972 and 73, and was named SWAC Offensive Player of the Year in 1973, the first and only offensive lineman to win the award. Thomas was a member of the Braves' 1970 SWAC championship team, and his teams went a combined 27-8-1. He is currently in his 20th year as commissioner of the MEAC, following a period of nearly two decades that has seen the conference remain financially stable, strengthen institutional compliance, and improve student-athlete graduation rates. 
In the process, he has gained the distinction as one of leading collegiate athletics administrators in America. Eddie's leadership of Thomas has reassured the league's student athletes, coaches, staff, and fans alike that their health and safety takes precedence over athletics competition in keeping with the MEAC's motto of educating student athletes for the game of life. MEAC celebrated its golden anniversary in 2021, celebrating 50 years since its founding in 1970. Under Thomas's guidance, the conference continues to be a pace setter even during a global pandemic. Thomas is set to retire at the end of the year. Sonia Steeles will replace him as commissioner. Thomas is scheduled to be formally recognized at the 2021 SWAC Hall of Fame presented by Pepsi on Friday, December 17th at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern at the Omni Hotel in Georgia. So congratulations. Congratulations are in due for Dr. Dennis E. Thomas. Looking at some more HBCU news, we're going to dive back in to the sports scene again, so to speak, as there was some basketball that was played. So, how did Elizabeth City State play against North Carolina in Hubert Davis's debut? Let's just look it up and see. Elizabeth City State didn't keep it as close with North Carolina as it had its previous ACC opponent, but it still had a respective showing nonetheless. North Carolina led for all but 24 seconds in the game as it came away with an 83-55 win over ECSU. Over an ECSU U team that rival NC State only beat by 19 earlier in the week. However, ECSU played fairly well in the first half, outshooting UNC from the field and trailing by just 11 points. Basket seemed to get much smaller in the second half as ECSU shot just 31.3 from the field while UNC shot 46.4% from the field. The home team also hit 45% from the three-point line in the final 20 minutes. Backhughes Hobbs led the way with 16 points for ECSU. Hobbs hit three-point baskets, as did Michael Wright II. Though the margin of the loss was greater than it had been in Raleigh on Monday, ECSU did improve in one important aspect. After turning the ball over 27 times against NC State, it cut that down to 17 against UNC. Austin Garcia led North Carolina with 17 points. Armando Bacot added 16 points, as did Brady Manick. So that's how things went for Elizabeth City. How about another? basketball story. Let's look at Miles College. You know some of these kids that play at these HBCU schools when they go to these 
our five big arenas. They have to be in awe. But HBCU Miles College gives Kentucky first half scare. Miles College, a Division II HBCU out of Alabama, gave the University of Kentucky, University of Kentucky, all it could handle in the first half before the SEC squad woke up. For 20 minutes, Miles College was a better team than the University of Kentucky basketball squad. SIAC basketball power Miles led its host from Rupp Arena by seven points to intermission before the SEC squad got cooking in the second half. Kentucky won the game 80-71, but there was a lot to like in the game, especially in the first half. Miles used the three-point line to get off to his hot start. Yassim Hooker, Elijah Horton, and Roger Davis combined to go a perfect 7-for-7 from the three-point line in the first half as a team. Miles went 11-for-15 from long range in the first 20 minutes. It shot a sizzling 58.6% from the field overall in the first half, hitting 17 of his 29 attempts. Kentucky trailed 46-39. Unfortunately for Miles, it was Kentucky who had the hot hand in the game's final 20 minutes. UK shot 53.1% from the field while holding Miles under 39%. The three-point line was not nearly as kind in the second half as Miles just hit four of 15 attempts from long range. UK outscored Miles 41-25 in the second half. Davis led Miles with 14 points on the night. It was the first competition for Miles College after an abbreviated season earlier in the year in which it went 10-1. and Miles will take on Oakwood on November the 13th. So there's your HBCU game day news. And for me, it's time to bring this train into the station. However, I hope you have enjoyed the ride as much as I enjoyed being the conductor. Don't forget, if you haven't done it, don't forget to set those clocks back. Of course, if you have that electronic gadget that usually in your hand or in your back pocket which sometimes I can't understand because it's how a lot of screens get cracked you end up sitting down on that thing technology has it so fixed to where you do not have to get up and do a thing it automatically goes back by itself anyway don't forget fall back get that extra hour of sleep 